I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the movies. How are you, Ray? What's happening, Hoops? Well, I woke up this morning and watched the better part of You Don't Mess with the Zohan to start my day. It's going to be feel? one of those weeks, huh? Yeah. Mm. I got a couple I got a couple not current movies, I guess we'll say, that, mm. that aren't quite on the level of Adam Sandler's, what, 2008 vehicle, that Don't Mess with the Zohan? That sounds right. I hadn't seen it in a while. Have you? Are you familiar with the film? I've seen it. It was really bad, though, no? Mm. I think it's topical again, because it's about Israel-Palestine. He plays... Uh... Well, what's going on over there? <laughs> I mean, I hear they're up to something. I, mm. I, I'm hard-pressed for details. But, uh, um, I didn't realize that's what that was about. So yeah, maybe I haven't seen it. Well, it's not really. It's mainly about a hairdresser who has a goofy voice who uh, has sex with all his elderly female patrons. Yuck. And uh, Rob Schneider's in Brownface. It's kind of a wild movie to just throw on <laughs> as you're waking up on a Sunday. I was like, what the fuck? We were able to get away with a lot of shit in mm. the early 2000s. If yeah. you watch, like I watched a decent, actually I watched all of it now that I think about it. I watched She's All That the other day mm. for like the 15th time. And then you watched the Netflix original He's All That. I wouldn't, wish that was a joke, but wouldn't that even actually think about it. Yeah, but the, the amount of homophobia that's smushed into that movie is, it's remarkable that that, that was just something no one thought about. Mm. It's funny because they don't really make comedies anymore. No. We like overjoyed if something like you don't mess with the zohan came out today just because it's like oh look it's a goofy fun comedy that has a budget i I don't know if i'd say overjoyed (laughs) given that movie was a huge pile of shit how to me this i'm gonna actually contest this i'm not gonna agree how does don't mess whatever that crinkling is has got to stop the um don't mess. How is the, don't mess with the Zohan any different than Murder Mystery or any of the other Adam Sandler movies that we've gotten from him in the last few years? Aside from the fact that it's like less topical, he's at least in goofy, doing a voice, trying something mode instead of like Touché. I'm sleepy Touché. Adam Sandler just f- fulfilling my Netflix contract obligations mode. Mm. He Adam Sandler has two speeds: complete autopilot and like backflips unbelievably talented like daniel day lewis level acting he's literally doing cgi backflips in zohan yeah it's been like hello i'm so good at cutting hair um it's one of those movies that makes you go like wow you you couldn't make this today and it's crazy that they made it anytime <laughs> i may have to rewatch it question mark yes i mm. recommend it I'm we are f- big sandler heads here at the show we are. We're going to have him on at some point. 
Oh, I have a funny... Oh, do you want to do that trailer real quick? Yes. I, know, I normally hate the fucking trailer corner, but I'm trusting you on this. He's in. And the key is we don't talk over the whole thing, and then it'll come across in the audio. Otherwise, I'll want to slit my wrists and bleed to death. I just need you to get eyes on this new J-Lo vehicle. I'm, I'm on a wing and a prayer here. I'm taking it. It looks like something of a vanity project, as they oh. say. Uh, J-Lo's playing herself. Okay. Uh, they... <laughs> The trailer starts with From the Heart of Jennifer Lopez. Which I thought was a fun spin on the, like, from visionary director. Did she direct this? From visionary heartthrob. No, she did not. So how is it from her heart? I mean, I think she co-wrote the story. Mm, Okay. (laughs) But, like... When we start this, you'll see the cast of this thing is going to make your fucking this jaw is, drop. Uh, this is me now, a love story. The official trailer from the new Jennifer Lopez Prime video movie. Hola. Only on enough. I don't know what they say about me. Mm. About hopeless romantics. That we're weak. And I'm not weak. What is this? From the heart, soul, dreams of Jennifer Lopez. This looks like Sin City. My mitts. Yeah. And then I met J-Lo. Let's pick this back up. Thanks. And then Fat Joe with his painted on beard. You might be wondering, is Fat Joe playing her therapist in this film? He is. What? Maybe. This is her making a movie like, I've just had a crazy life. She, I guess I never have. we can stop it now because it goes on for some time. When I was little, I used to share a room. Or go to the end when they reveal the cast. This has one of the funniest like cast lists I've ever seen. And she does some singing and dancing. Yeah, literally doing like singing in the rain stuff. They're not giving us the cast. Maybe it's. It must have been back. earlier. Whatever. It's fine. Ben Affleck's in this movie. Fat Joe. Just like a yeah, litany of. Um, that looks, I'm glad we watched that. I really am because it reminded me that the movie business as we know it is is gone forever. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wait, I have the list here. Mm. Fat Joe, Trevor Noah, Kim Petras, who I think is like a cool new pop singer. Post Malone, also a cool new pop singer. Sophia Vergara, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Derek how f- billions and billions of billions of billions. <laughs> I hate fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson while we're on the subject. I hope he like disputes the scientific aspects of this movie. A J-Lo fucking rom-com that he's in. He seems like the worst dude to hang out with on the planet. Yeah, he's a pest. Buzz Killington. How do you say Derek Huff? I the- think it's Huff, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say these last names again. Okay. The trailer list ends with Neil deGrasse Tyson, Derek Huff, Ben Affleck. Did Weird you, trio. Do you ever imagine a movie would have th- these people? Involved? Fat to me, Fat Joe is the most shocking that he's just popping up in films now because mm. he's been he's been a little bit overexposed lately. He's been in like all the sneaker blogs and like videos of like Complex and stuff like that where they go look at different sneakers and he just his music. He hasn't had a good song since we were in high school, and I think it shows. And somebody's out there saying, like, 
oh, what about Attention or whatever, that Chris Brown song? And it's like, that was good because of Chris Brown, so that doesn't count. But Also, he's not really fat anymore. He's kind of just medium. I think he should go by Joe. He mm. should rebrand as just Joe because it's kind of stolen valor for fat people. Yes. You can't just keep going around calling yourself Fat Joe. He's like thin as a board. I don't think that's a bad take. We're fat together. You and me, Fat Joe. Yes, hello, Fat Joe. They both <laughs> lost too much weight. It's much less funny, guys. Gain it back. But it's funny to imagine... This is a movie you know no one else, like... No one wrote this on spec. <laughs> this was J-Lo approaching whatever studio she works with me. And like, so I want to make a movie about me being me. And like, I'll play me. It's just about me, like, singing and dancing around. And they're like, sure, I a guess. A boardroom of guys with clipboards. Like, mm-hmm, yep, whatever you want to do. Let's do it. J-Lo, that's a green light. And uh, we'll see you out there. And we'll see you in the theater for that Can you imagine having that type of gravitas in the business where you could just get any pile of dog shit you dream up made? And and not to mention a career spanning almost three decades. Mm. She rolled onto the scene with her music career in the mid-90s. So it is three decades. How you doing? I don't know about 94, but it was at least... It was at least like 97, 98 when I want to say like waiting for tonight... (laughs) And whatever that other one is. What's the other big one? Like, on the floor. That might have been later. I don't know. I mean, Jenny from the Block, that's from a different period. She's just been through it all. Yeah, Jenny from the Block was like 03. We're going to relive it all in This Is Me Now. Jenny from the Block, the the remixed version with Jadakiss on it, is actually a great song. I Mm. won't even consider making fun of that. Okay. Um, Speaking of great songs, can I play you my cut of the week? Sure. All right. This is the new Jonas Brothers song, Waffle House. A word. It's so good. I had to just, just say. We're going to play a trailer. I'm playing my favorite song. We're going rogue this week because we didn't watch a lot of movies. Uh, 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 How good is this? Be I honest. Mean, I don't Give hate it a rating. It. My toe is tapping currently. I listened to this like three times in a row yesterday. I'll be sick of it by Tuesday. I'm not going to fight it. I do that too. I listen to new songs I love over and over again. Just starting it over immediately as it ends. And then it's just ruined. Yeah. The chorus is everything. Wow. We should have the Jonas Brothers here uh, in the chill zone on the program. We could ask um, Joe why he made... Uh, what is he in again? Does he act? One of them acts. I want to say Kevin Jonas is the one that acts. No, it's uh, Nick Jonas. I'd be like, why did you do Jumanji right. 2? It was Nick Jonas. You're right. What were you thinking when you signed the contract to make Jumanji Isn't 2? is Nick Jonas... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Harry Styles. I was like... Didn't mm. one of those guys get in Dunkirk? <laughs> I mean, Harry Styles, he popped up in some some movies for a bit. Uh, speaking of Harry Styles, did you see that friend of the show Hulk Hogan rescued a woman from a car that was flipped over in a car accident? <laughs> it sounds like a setup. Is that a, funny? A movie that he'd be like, hold on, let me pick up this car, brother. Or sister, rather. And as Parsons pointed out, he's organically wearing a, like a WWE NWO shirt, which to me is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Mm. The woman's like like struggling to survive. He's like, hold on, let me tear off my shirt really slowly here. <laughs> Just in case anyone's <laughs> watching. I want them to see that the Hulk maniac is still... Like, I'm going to rip your car off you, brother, and then I'm going to run wild on you. Yeah. I can't really do like a Hulk Hogan talk up. I wish I had planned this better. Then all of a sudden the ultimate warrior roars in. He's like, oh my God. 
the humanity. What are you gonna do when the Incredible Hulk runs wild on you, brother? The Incredible Hulk is a different thing. Parsons is at home furious that we have no wrestling stuff. Fuck you, and fuck you, Fat Joe. I've, I think I want to become a wrestling guy in 2024. I mean, I've tried. I know people that watch it, and I'll watch it occasionally. Yeah. It, uh, it doesn't do it for me anymore. No, it's not great. I like the goofball funny wrestlers, and they have fewer and fewer of those. Remember like Yokozuna? Yeah. He was my guy. Just like an obese sumo wrestler. I like like a Ric Flair type, someone mm. who's like throwing bits out on mic and really like zinging and zanging. To me, I think that professional wrestling is a lot more like, I mean, overall, is a lot more like Iron Claw and The Wrestler mm. than it is something funny that we would imagine. Because it's definitely a career wrought with drug use and steroids with a bunch of angry, violent maniacs who may not have many other skills. Seems fair. And there's a lot of risk for injury. And a lot of these guys, like if you're a professional wrestler, that's your whole career and you shatter both of your knees, you're probably going to lose your fucking mind. And and these guys that are on a ton of steroids and then they hurt themselves, like in bodybuilding, it happens all the time. Mm. They either die or they like, now that they can't work out, they lose their fucking mind and they have no outlet. And it's like the, the concept of like going off the steroids and not working out, I imagine leaves them ready to kill themselves because mm. the amount of muscle mass that you lose like that is crazy. Yeah. And it's like football or anything where like people are crashing into each other. More and more right. they're like, oh, we're getting feedback that this is really bad. Yeah. And everyone who's ever done this dies at like 48, absolute right. maximum. When we were in high school, CTE wasn't even a thing people talked about. And now there's been several guys, I want to say if it, maybe it was Junior Seau, that guy who legit like shot himself in the chest in mm. a suicide, not attempt successfully. Chest! chest! Uh, and then obviously, uh, Aaron Hernandez and, you know, we just kind of whisked ourselves right into the sports corner. Ooh. I don't know if you realized that, but CTE here in the sports corner, men. I mean, I took my Take dick them out. out. Yeah. Take out your dicks and put your brain away. Cause you're about to get CTE. While we're here, the sports <laughs> illustrated magazine laid off all of their employees not a few, all of them. Fucking, I'd like to tell all the soup, Sports Illustrated fucking swimsuit models that I'll fucking give you a job at fucking the Chill Zone you, shit. You have a company in the Chill Zone that we're fucking, unaware of? What do you guys make? Fucking don't fucking worry about it. All right, great. It's fucking I'm yes-anding cool. you as the sports corner guy. <laughs> we're deep into another level of my multiple personalities. Stay tuned to Enough the Podcast. The fucking guy has a business down here, and we got a lot going on. We're going to get you all sports, all the news, all the time here at the Sports Corner in the Chill Zone. Enough the Podcast. Keep him out. Fucking. Speaking of hitting the post, I was listening to something the other day, and they were doing like a hit the post contest. Oh, no, it was uh, Dan and Logan were the house band for a show ah. the other night where they do that on stage. Hit the post? Yeah, like as a test, and everyone like stops way before they think. Right. That's like, you know, what it amounted to. Are you saying I would be really good at that? Yeah. I don't think I would, but I'm, that's what I'm going to try to tell myself. I fuck up the post all the time, and you'd think I'd have the sports corner one down, but it's always like I write a sports story. It's like one sentence, and I go, I wish I had three more of these. We're going to get you in training for the next uh, competition. Of Can this. you just say whatever you want? I 
I'm not sure. Because if there were parameters, out. that'd be harder. If I could just ad lib, that's possible. And if I could pick the song, mm. you probably can't pick the song though. Because if you could pick the song, you can just rehearse it. Mm. Something to think about. Speaking of rehearsals, um, Noah Schnapp from Stranger <laughs> Things was like semi canceled for, I think he said something anti-Palestine about Israel-Palestine, speaking no of all idea. that. He said something that they didn't like. I don't even know what the media's stance is on all that anymore, like where they land. Mm. And whatever he said was not to the liking of the latest groupthink. So it's like now Noah Schnapp is getting... For those that don't even remember, he's the, I believe the kid who played Will, mm -hmm. who was a homosexual on Stranger Things. Yeah. And now he's in the limelight for that as yeah. like a 17-year-old. I don't even know about that at all. All I know is Stranger Things is unwatchably boring at this point. And I feel bad for the cast who have to finish filming that final season instead of just like moving on with their lives. As Millie Bobby Brown rises to future stardom and probably having sex with Drake, the rest of the cast is just literally stranded on this terrible show. Yeah, that kid... Uh... The kid who plays cool guy Steve, like he was on the new season of Fargo. I guarantee he's like, fuck, I have to fucking go back and finish this. That's true. Dumb. He show. gets he gets other work. I forget his name in real life too. And like David Harbor, I feel like they're all like, okay, let's end this. Like I can't believe we're still doing this. Family show. Guy had a bit about David Harbor that killed me. They were just like, and a guy who's been in the business twenty years and has only like been noticed in the last eighteen months or like so, mm. whatever it was. I'm butchering it, but. It's kind of funny how I really loved the first probably two seasons of that show. And then I don't know what happened. And I hate to be typical Ankh contrarian and say, oh, well, you know, when it got popular, that's it, now it sucks. But I don't know. The, the kid with the <laughs> deserves everything, all it the just, roles. It doesn't uh, just it's spinning its wheels. It's mm. going through the motions for seasons and seasons now. I don't think it's fun. I feel like other people don't really either. Doesn't seem like anybody cares about it anymore now. What do you think about this? I got a death for you. Oh, wow. Man, Adam, I love a death. Adam Harrison, uh, the son of Pawn Star celebrity Rick Harrison, has died in Las Vegas. Do you yeah. think he came into the pawn shop and, and was talking to his dad and he was like, you know, dad, I'm really looking forward to growing old and taking over the pawn shop and having a family. And Rick said, uh, best I can do is uh, drug overdose dead by 39. <laughs> Yep, I think that's uh, probably exactly how that happened. Thank you for that setup, by the way. <laughs> I wrote that joke yesterday, and it's probably all over Twitter, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it anyway. Best I can do is fucking. I hope that Chumley and the rest of the gang is all on the ground soon too. Those Re chiseling pieces of shit just selling garbage to the to the masses. Were you a Pawn Stars viewer? Did you watch that program? I've watched a lot of clips of it because they all go viral for ridiculous. I like when someone gets really angry when they mm. think they have a hot deal. Or like I had a guy, I watched one with a guy doing a, a package of magic cards and they offered him, it was like an original pressing and there might've been like the big card in there, mm. which is a black Lotus. I was going to pretend I didn't know that. Ooh. Monty's at home like, yep, got it, nailed it. Black, as he oils his leg. Black Lotus is the uh, BET version of White Lotus. That is correct. Just premiered on their streaming service. What happened? Uh, I was going to do a really racist one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip it. <laughs> Into it. The resort is in Atlanta. And, yeah. uh, That's fine. You know, the whole drama of it. Nope, not doing in, it. I'm, I'm better than that. Baby, that's a bit give up. You know what? No, it's me being woke. And okay, a, even better. A, a, a poking, a poking fun at the African American race is not funny anymore. 
There's nothing. I about don't that think we this is very funny anymore. Parsons and, uh, is furious. What was I saying though? Before the who knows? The give up? Does it even fucking matter? Uh, the Chumley. I remember that side yes. card from Pawn Stars. Chumley. I never watched it, but other people. Oh, the Magic watch Cards it. thing. The guy sold them a package of Magic Cards. I think they gave him like ten grand, and he took the ten. And then they found like two hundred thousand dollars worth of cards inside the package, and the guy was like half in tears. Poor kid. <laughs> like poor kid. Like fucking what? You found what? And that, but then also. It's like you you can say this magic card is worth like a quarter of a million dollars, but who is going to pay that? Like Logan Paul? Mm. I can't imagine a person on earth who would be interested in, in anything like that. That'd be so sick to have something so frivolous like that that people wanted to spend so much money on. Mm. I'd feel so good handing over a, a magic card for such a real amount of dough. I have a whole shit ton of comic books and I'm always wondering like, are any of these worth money? And like mm. the less lazy thing would be for me to take each one and look it up on eBay and see and then sell all of them because like who gives a fuck? Mm. But you know, laziness prevails and they sit on a shelf and then I pretend it's a collection. In. Um, Dune 2, they released the runtime. Are you excited to hear this? The runtime has been released. It is two hours and 45 minutes, which is about <laughs> an hour too long, if you ask me. I had a feeling it was gonna be a long and. I mean, everything's too long, but if it's good, I'll sit there and watch it. I admittedly did not enjoy the first Dune and pretended that I did because I didn't want to feel stupid mm. or have to argue with people about it. That's fair. A lot of people who really enjoyed that movie, one friend who we no longer really speak to, clearly, mm. uh, he was the type who would love that movie and would have been very combative with me were I to have admitted that I did not enjoy it. And quite frankly, I was tired of his bullshit. So I just said, you know what? I enjoyed it. Mm. it was good. I mean, it you should great. always just give like your real take. I know. I'm out on this like... <laughs> This fake... Fake takes that you have to reveal six months later. Yeah, it's like, this. it's a big... It's a big to-do. That's my New Year's resolution for 2024. No more fake takes. I like this. This is good. All real takes. I support you in this. All right. We need this. Unless it's a bit. Like if I'm doing, like I pretend I like the Marvel movies, like that's that's a take. Okay, that's that's safe. That's he's different. immediately waffling on the entire <laughs> But I won't thing. do it for other people. I'll only do it for me. Mm. <clears throat> like we're burping on air. Sorry, Sully. Um, James Earl Jones is 93. And he, for those that don't know, he Hello. is an older black guy and was the voice of Darth Vader in the popular Star Wars series. That's true. That is probably his uh, his most notable work. Although he did play a good sidecar in uh, the Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movie, Clear and Present Danger. Oh, it sounds like Harrison his... Ford. Hmm. Your earring and... Your relationship with Callista Flockhart are both funny things to me. Uh, I'm now going to strangle you without touching you. Uh, thank you very much for that. You don't sound like you're choking. Can you do that voice while also choking? No, I can't. It was uh, worth a shot. Uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> oh, this Chewy. Also. Monty was criticizing my Chewbacca last week. He was like, you have a really good Chewbacca, and that one sounded terrible. And now I'm like, I fully do not remember how to do the Chewy voice. Like, it's gone forever. I mean, I believe you can get it back. I hope so. No doubt. 
Um, so James Earl Jones is 93. I feel like one of us should pick him in the death pool. I guess it, although he's not going to die if he's 93, he might make it another decade. Who knows? But I, I mean, they'll keep him alive. They'll put him in a Darth Vader like robot suit. Well, I that'll... thought he was a fatso. I mean, fatsos I'm... don't make it to 90. Mm, that's probably fair. Fatsos, what a mm. classic. Um, like speaking of fatsos, I'm looking for you got a fatso storyline. Just do my segue. Fat guys. Ridley Scott um, uh, mentioned okay. people were criticizing Napoleon and he mm. for its inaccuracy historically, and he said to quote get a life, which yes. I thought was funny. That is funny and fair. It's like if you're thinking about it, eh, who cares? Neil deGrasse Tyson at home. Um, actually, mm. no one cares, dude. It's a movie. It is cool of him to be like, instead of being like, oh, well, we tried, just be like, I hey, fuck off. At the same time, if you're going to make a biopic about a major, major, major historical figure, maybe just stick to the story. Mm. Especially if the story is interesting, which if I'm not mistaken, um, Napoleon is. We may have to get Mr. Willis on the air just to discuss it and mm. also discuss the time that uh, Cal Geary mooned him on the baseball bus. And then he disciplined him in the middle of class the next day. Mm. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And um, what else you got? Jason Reitman has announced he's making a Saturday Night Live origin pick about uh, them leading up to the first episode in 1975. Uh, Cooper Hoffman, son of Philip Seymour oh, Hoffman, who played Dick Ebersole. The kid from the Fablemans is going to play Lorne Michaels. Okay, okay. Rachel Sennett playing someone. This, uh, I don't know, could be good. I have recently started listening to Bob Odenkirk's book, mm. where he talks a ton about like writing for early SNL and his audition with Lorne. It's actually great. I, I listened ripped, to that. It was good. I ripped through like three hours of it this morning. Um, what was I going to say? So that's an interesting story. I think Cooper Hoffman might be a miscast but mm. perhaps i just didn't enjoy him in licorice pizza i'm willing to give him another shot yeah it's weird that jason reitman i feel like he started off making interesting movies like thank you for smoking and juno is has probably aged like annoyingly but it was good at the time and you now i saw juno at the loring hall do you remember that i do and he and now he's like making He's just picked up his dad's franchise. He's making new Ghostbusters movies that people are kind of like meh on and making an SNL movie. Feels like he just gave up and he's like, yeah, I'll just like make my dad's movies. <laughs> like, That's going to be my thing. I feel like he reached that period of his career where he can just be as lazy as he wants to be. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I think his dad was more talented and I think, you know, at a more pivotal time in the business. Like movies are all really just look now they're not great at this no. current moment in time like can you imagine putting the new ghostbusters Oof. on the same playing field as the first two yeah even i never even finished the last one like that brought back bill murray and everybody and it has cgi harold ramis i saw like parts of it i was like this is nothing like why do they do this it's a sad thing you gotta let things die sometimes luckily we still have some tv i guess yeah. Better Call Saul lose, losing all. Speaking of Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul was nominated for 53 Emmys and it lost all of them. Yes. Every single one because fucking The Bear, I guess. 
yeah, like over the course of six seasons, it's like you should have thrown them one. How many were this year? Because it ended when, did it technically, it ended in like 21, I guess, right? Maybe there were even like 53 just this year because like there's a lot of technical awards that probably got nominated for. I watched it out of, not out of order, but I watched it way late because I was resistant to the show. And now having watched it, I'm like, this is the best fucking show ever made. It and was. it's unbelievably good. And when did it end? 22 or 23? This past, yeah, sometime in 23. So that would mean it is eligible. I don't even know what it got nominated for this year, but it's never won, right? No. That's yeah, so, that's, that sucks. That's the whole story. It never won a single one. <sighs> but, and Bob Odenkirk lost to someone particularly just kind of like, oh, you're giving it to that guy? Like, we're going to give Ayo Adibri a male award as well. <laughs> yeah. So he, she can have a quirky speech about what it's like to grow up as an immigrant. The award for best actor goes to Iowa Debris is phenomenal, and I get it, and whatever. And the bear, the bear was good. I'm not going to do my contrarian stance and say I hated the bear. It definitely insists on itself, and I get tired of people recommending it to me because mm. it's still happening. People are people don't recommend it anymore. People I've had people recently say, "Oh yeah, I just finished the second season of the bear," and I'm like, "Yeah, it was good." Mm. You know, fine. I'm also tired of the Jeremy Allen White thing. Yeah. Him just dusting his wife, his wife the minute he hits any type of real notoriety, like post 18th lead on Shameless. Um, Snoop Dogg says he turned down an OnlyFans deal. They told him he could make $100 million. All he had to do was, quote, pull that thang out. Pardon? Yes, uh, Snoop Dogg reportedly offered $100 million to show his dick on OnlyFans. He said no to that? He said, uh, I've got a black wife. Ain't no way in the world she gonna allow me to go on there and do that. My nizzle. <laughs> I can't oh. take out my dizzle. My whizzle will get pizzled. <laughs> uh, in other Snoop Dizzle nizzles, uh, the solo stove campaign featuring me lost the company millions of dollars and the CEO got fire dizzled. Oh, fire dizzled. Yeah. So they, they did that whole like Snoop Dogg quit smoking and mm. the campaign went nowhere. It was basically just like clickbait bullshit. And uh, they fired the CEO, I believe, of Solo Stove, which is like this little metal thing that you get lots of ads for, especially after me saying it over your speakers. A lot of people felt betrayed by the fact that Snoop Dogg said he was quitting smoking weed. How did you feel? You were Find out it was all a goof. It was uh, it's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. I got to be honest. But yeah, he he probably just says yes to everything. He probably said yes to this, and then his wife was like, "Did you tell OnlyFans you'd show your dick to them for a cool hundred mil?" Lucy would probably let me put my penis on OnlyFans for like a hundred dollars. Mm. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> You're like, hey, Luce, check this out. Smushed up like a little acorn. <laughs> this is as big as it gets. Hi. Uh, oh, the Coen brothers say they're working on writing something together again. Nice. Famously last year, maybe a couple years ago, uh, split and both made solo projects. One of them made that Denzel Washington Hamlet movie. <sighs> Macbeth? Or yeah, Macbeth. That Macbeth. looked cool, but was like punishingly boring. And the other one has a wacky road trip comedy starring that babe from once upon a time in hollywood coming out margaret qualley yes that actually looked decent 
it looks the trailer funny. is not lying to me, but I don't poof. They need to be together. Yeah, they, exactly. Them. I have high hopes that the Safdie brothers would do well apart. Mm. I must say, because yeah. it's just Benny on the the curse, which mm. just wrapped and was weirdest. We'll talk about that in reviews, I suppose. But the mm. the finale. Did you watch the finale of the curse? Or are you still behind? I'm so behind. Oh, I won't spoil it. It's fine. I heard it was uh, <clears throat> jarring and different than the rest of the show and wacky. And Exists in its own universe. I mean, imagine intentionally. Um, but yeah, the Coen brothers, that'd be funny if they came back and made like a sequel to one of their old movies. They're like, we're making a serious man too. What do you think? <laughs> Miller's Crossing again. He's back. Uh, I'm in on any of their movies from the 90s being reprised, so done. Yeah, whatever they make, it's I'm sure it'll be at least good. Speaking of reprisals, did you notice that Tron 3 is in the works and they spelled it? T-R-3-N, which looks like a popular steroid, Trenbolone, like Tren, the abbreviation. Which mm. So there's a lot of bodybuilding memes about it, which make me laugh. Yeah, like Tron 3, T-R-E, that's not anything. No. It looks dumb. It sounds dumb. This movie shouldn't be made. How about I didn't know there was a Tron 2? Tron 2, I think, is actually decent. Tron Legacy, it's mm -hmm. probably like 10 years old at this point. Good soundtrack. It's like that. Is that that Daft Punk soundtrack? It is. Okay, that's pretty cool. But yeah, the new one's got Jared Leto starring in it. It's got Turkey written all over it. I don't know why that has to I don't be have fun. high hopes for anything really in that universe. Yeah. It's not that interesting to me. Hey guys, it's me, Jared Leto. I heard you talking about Tron. Jared. Uh. Are you ever going to re reprise your role as the Joker in uh, maybe a David Ayer standalone feature? The folks don't know this at home, but for anybody who's like a true film buff, Jared Leto is the best Joker. Oh. That's the discussion. What did we just talk about fake take-wise? <laughs> I can't have bit takes either? <laughs> How do you know this isn't a real take? I mean, because I have a brain in my head. And he's so embarrassing in all of those movies. I love it. Yeah. I love it. He's pretty embarrassing in everything. I'll give him that. He's not afraid to like be annoying in movies. His new wife is some sort of TikTok person. And so he's in a lot of her TikToks and he seems quite out of place. And I get mm. a kick out of it because it's just like him existing in the, in the universe she's creating for nobody. And they do get a lot of views because she's big, I guess. And also it's Jared Leto. But it's like him playing along with an extended Vine video, essentially. And he just sort of looks like a schmuck. Mm. So. Yeah. Sounds goofy. A little bit. Are you watching the new True Detective? We watched the first one, yeah. With that big CGI polar bear. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't get into it. I don't have high hopes, I got to admit. Mm. Bunch of broads running around in the snow. Oh. Yeah. How about when that Nate? Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? The uh, the the polar bear seemed really fake, and then that Native American woman, that is the main character. She's I don't know if she's she's an in, I'm butchering it. I think she's Inuit Alaskans. In it, I don't know. I found it kind of boring. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I'm not gonna watch it. The guy who made the first three seasons has nothing to do with it, so I think it's weird that they slapped True Detective on it. 
instead of just being like, hey, here's a new show. They're like, it's True Detective, Night Country. I don't know. They're doing a lot of that recently. And it's, I don't do as much research into the back end of stuff like you do, where, so I, it's almost like blissful ignorance, where you could have told me that the original creator did it and I would have just been, fi- but now I know that he didn't. And I'm like, oh, mm. yeah. now that I'm going into the second episode, I have no hope. It's just a different thing. I don't know. It seems like it's got some supernatural stuff going on. Mm. I'm not crazy about it. I will probably finish it based on the fact that we don't have it. Like I just said, the curse just finished. I'm literally rewatching season 19. I'm I'm going backwards from 22 to 21 to 20 to 19 of seasons of Family Guy. <laughs> um, Fast, I might have mentioned this last week, but we need to talk about it more. Because Fast 11 will reportedly go back to the basics and have a budget of 200 mil or less. And will apparently be a throwback to the first film. So a lot going on here. First of all, I love the idea of uh, a budget of 200 mil being like back to the basics. <laughs> like, okay, let's let's make a nice stripped down, like gritty, realistic, Fast and Furious movie. Just 200 mil. Yeah. 200 mil in Hollywood today is like a Kevin Smith, like film school, low budget thing. Like, oh yeah, we'll just, we'll give you a cool 200, you know, yeah. nothing crazy. And Vin, like Fast X ended on a legit cliffhanger. It ends in the middle of a scene where uh, like flaming wreckage is roaring down a dam about to hit Dom and his son. So like, how are they going to go from that to back to basics? Like, He's just going to, like, r- drive away and then be like, you know what, let's get back to, like, racing on a street level and, like, just being cool guys. I, uh, I'm i excited and scared for what Fast 11 is going to entail. I'm not sure what I – exactly. Like, I could go either way because there's a, a part of me that has said before, even probably last week when we brought this up, that I love the idea of them going back to street racing. And I recently wa- rewatched Too Fast – too furious the second one mm. and it's a lot more about the cars and that's kind of great and then it got super complicated and they built this giant universe cod put it pretty well actually the other day about even using mission impossible as an example how like we're not really watching it for this like intricately woven storyline of characters like this tapestry they're creating mm. we're watching it because tom cruise rules he's going to run across the building fast and furious is the same thing i'm kind of in it for the tapestry but i get what you're saying mm. and in general i think most people are like that, where it's just like, just give me like the good stuff. I don't really care about all the, the fixings. The universe being constructed in Fast and the Furious is ever growing comp- more and more complicated too. Like with the young, I, mean, I watched some other video about how bad the young people casting was for young Vin and young uh, John Cena. Mm. Neither of them look like the other guy really at all. They're not even the same race. <laughs> Vin's son is black. Yeah. It's like, Vin, you are not black. And the woman that he had a child with in the movie is white. Yep. It's just, it's wild. It's family, though. It's so family, yeah. I can't even speak to... Vin Diesel's cancellation disappeared. Yeah, I took care of it. I swept under the rug. That was you? Yeah. Nice job. I mean, I did what I can. Those liars. For the fam. Hey, thanks, Hoops. Nobody cares that I assaulted all these women because of family. Thanks, Hoops. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. He is an actor, and he's one of our favorites. 
Are you excited for uh, Austin Butler's Apple Plus original Masters of the Air? When he said, are you excited for Austin? I thought you were going to say Austin Powers 4. And I was about to like just cry tears of joy for the rest of the ep. But what is he making again? It's some like pilot show. Oh, yeah. I it looks saw, awful. I saw a trailer for that. It's like, what am I going to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this Austin Butler pilot show? Watch it? What am I, fucking nuts? Fucking. <laughs> I... I'm one of those guys who has given a chance, I'll say, to maybe 80% of the shows that pop up on Apple+. Plus. I even watched a good portion of that Jason Momoa show, C. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. Sam, edit that out. Yeah, cut that, Sam, please. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like so much time has gone by in the blink of an eye. Like They have shows in its fifth season. Like that Gary Oldman show, Slow Horses, the like the the fifth and final season. I was just spit my drink out of Apple TV's Slow Horses. I'm like, when did all of this even happen? Like, I I can't even, I can't even tell you how many people have recommended Slow Horses to me, and I'm like, have we met? I'm an idiot. I'm not gonna be able to get through this this like spy history lesson. Yeah, it's like it's a spy show, but guess what? We took out all the action. <laughs> And now it's like just Gary Oldman like shuffling dossiers around. What do you think? I got to be honest with you. I don't particularly like Gary Oldman. He's good in true romance. Mm. I would replace him in almost everything else. I always felt that he was a miscast in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. I used to, he used to like be a villain in everything. I think he's a good bad guy in The Fifth Element and Air Force One and a couple other. Ooh, The Professional also. But... Yeah, him as a good guy right? or a good spy. I don't know. I like him in evil mode. He should get back to that. He's obviously very talented and classically trained, and I suppose he works as a villain in things, and I'm not saying he's bad. Mm. I just don't particularly enjoy him. And I think it's because most of the movies that he's in have somebody else that's outshining him. Mm. Like, obviously, Harrison Ford in in Air Force One. Get off my plane. How's that Callista doing? She's fantastic. We did this one already. <laughs> She's still great. <laughs> I can't believe they're making a Mandalorian and Grogu movie. They'll probably want me to cameo as like a forest ghost or something. Who's Grogu again? Is he that little guy that's like, Meh. Grogu is Baby Yoda. That's his real name? Yes. I'm her. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like uh, the Baby Yoda fandom died when they gave him a name that wasn't Baby Yoda. <laughs> Mm. Like his name's Grogu. Everyone's like, "Fucking what?" I didn't even know that. Yeah, and I watched the entire first season of The Mandalorian. Mm. Now that'll be a movie. I think we talked about it last week. But we Star Wars indeed. is dead, and in the obits, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a sexy beast movie <laughs> coming. <laughs> Fuck! To, I believe it's going to be a Paramount Plus original. No, it's a series. The criminally underseen Ray Winstone, like 2002 British gangster drama, Sexy Beast, is getting a remade into a TV show in the year 2024. From visionary director Taylor Sheridan? What? <laughs> Probably. They, Paramount Plus doesn't make stuff without him. I'm sure he's at least like an associate producer. Yeah. But it's- like Sexy Beast, like who even remembers that movie besides us? I can't believe they're like, it's back and it's a show. What do you think? I don't get it. It's probably going to suck, but like it might work. You think? I don't know. Like they're going to do it wrong. 
But I think if executed properly, the storyline of Sexy Beast would translate to something you could keep going. Mm. I think gangster stuff, if done well, can work, obviously, with as evidenced by seven other shows. But it's like we've said, like they're just going back to the same over and over and over again. But it'll probably they're gonna flub it. Mm. Is the reality? Yeah. But I don't know. Be kind of a miracle if they did. Speaking of flubbing it, uh, Young Sheldon is entering its final season, but they're not quite ready to say goodbye to the Sheldon Extended Universe at CBS. They've greenlit a new spinoff focusing on some side characters called Georgie and Mandy from Young Sheldon. It'll just be called Georgie and Mandy. The folks at home can't see this. I'm wincing. They're so afraid to make a new show. They're like, let's make a spinoff of a spinoff. Young Sheldon is about Sheldon from Big Bang Theory as a kid. And now they're like, you're going to spin off about parents of a kid he knew? <laughs> I just can't believe the stuff that is getting made at this moment in time. It's almost as if they're like, well, you know, Frasier worked and that was a spinoff. And then that just gets like 17 other spinoffs greenlit over the next forever. Yeah. That new Frasier. I was like kind of hate watching it for a while because it's set in Boston and has like a lot of fun duds. Mm. I can't even, I I had to stop. I was like, this is just like insufferable Disney channel level, like just dog shit sitcom. I don't even remember where that is. Is it Paramount Plus? Mm. Yeah. Paramount Plus is a fucking, it's it's a weird collection of shows and movies. It really is. It's fun to pop on there just to like see what's doing. It's like, what? Oh, Joe. Oh, hey, Joe. What a little rascal. No talking on the microphones, Joe. Martin Scorsese teased working with Daniel Day-Lewis one more time, who's famously retired from acting after Phantom Thread, the Paul Thomas Anderson picture. Hmm. But he said, uh, maybe this time for one more when they uh, presented an award at something together. So I don't know. I, I really, really didn't like um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Joe. What's up, Joe? I really didn't like it. Mm. And I'm in the minority. I don't, I don't know of anybody else that didn't like it, I guess. A few people of my clients have said they thought it was boring, but I was very bored by it. And I think that Martin Scorsese is obviously one of the most, if not the most talented directors ever. Mm, and the work. anything he makes will not be a bad movie. Just like I'm not going to say Kills of the Flower Moon is a bad movie. I just thought it was boring and it wasn't for me. Mm. So I, I, I don't have to be, yeah, like I like Daniel Day-Lewis as well, but like obviously There Will Be Blood was great. And I Phantom I Thread is my favorite of his movies. So good. I'm not a huge Gangs of New York guy. Um, So I don't know. I mean, like, I'm sure whatever they make will be good. You know, you can't, that'd be undeniable to say like, oh yeah, that movie, that sucked. We're making Gangs of New York 2. <sighs> it's a CGI face prequel. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'll watch it. I tried to watch Flower Moon. I watched like 43 minutes of it. I'm proud of myself there. Mm, you gave it a go. My attention span is, is non-existent. <laughs> I'm like a fucking asshole. I blame the phone. It's the phone. Joe, um, come on, man. Michael, Sarah, Benicio, Del Toro, and Bill Murray to lead uh, Wes Anderson's next movie called The Phoenician Scheme. I mm. hope this is like a normal one. and it's Or not a normal one, but... I know what you're saying. I don't know. I hope it doesn't have like seven 
storytelling devices within it where like asteroid city it's like you're watching a radio play of a like stage thing of a tv show he just goes like people describe his movies as like russian nesting dolls where it's just like <laughs> it's like there's too much going yeah. on and you have to like it's like and they're right it's like there's too much going on just make like a nice simple weird movie because that's a great cast michael Sarah, benicio bill murray we sat through a full hour of um, fucking Asteroid City, mm. and I had no idea what was happening. I was like, okay, they're out in the desert. They're on like a family trip for something work related, and it's just like, and then like Brian Cranston's in black and white, and like like you just said, it's the nesting yeah. dolls, and I'm, I'm and then I'm lost, and then I stop enjoying the film. They make it like impossible to follow. Yes, it's like okay, all this information is very important, but. We're going to deliver it like super fast through this like weird droll, like deadpan dialogue that I don't know. I just think he like fell off a bit. He used to be one of my favorites. Now his stuff like bugs me. I think I've hated everything that he's done since uh, I, I liked Isle of Dogs, I guess. No, I, no, I didn't even. I, think I, I liked Fantastic Mr. Fox. That one's great. That's like a masterpiece. I think he should have someone else write a movie for him. I think him writing everything was starting to get some diminished returns, as they say. It's a really good way of putting it. Mm. And I mean, if you look at some of his more fun ones, like he co-wrote Bottle Rocket, right? With Wes Anderson or with um, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Did he not? Yeah, get Owen Wilson back in the mix, like writing-wise. I'm too busy trying to kill myself again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm thinking about making you, me, and Dupree too. The Russo brothers don't have anything else going on. You might as well just rope them right back in. Yeah, fuck sick. it. I mean, I, I, we'd be there. I remember the day we saw you, me, and Dupree. I want to say that it was a sold-out Patriot Cinema show, and I showed up either early or late. And I remember sitting. I don't think I. I don't think we sat together. I think there was like some weirdness with like the way we got to the movie, where like we didn't all come. Like I remember, I smoked weed by myself in my car. Very cool. In the Squires parking lot, Even famously. Cooler. This is 2006, folks. Maybe. And then I went and arrived at the theater, and it was like you and Joey and maybe Cod or something, and we all sat either not all of us together or all of us apart. I don't remember, but there's been a few instances like that in my life where it's like uh, there's people I know in the theater, but I'm in this aisle alone. Mm. I don't think I'd do that now. I'd be like, eh. Like, I'm just, just going to go. Let's just leave. Yeah. There's too many people here. Yeah, that's always annoying when it's like, oh, we have to fucking sit apart. You're surrounded by sides. Yeah, I don't want to sit next to a stranger. And if if you have to and you get a good one, you're lucky. But a lot of the time, as I've discussed, like during my Iron Claw show in Texas, where there was that guy with like six meals next to me and he was a rustler. Huh. You get a rustler, the movie's gone. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it for me. Agreed. Do you have other news? Um, not really. You want to take a break for a hot minute? I would love to. I have a big Diet Coke pish. And oh. then I didn't watch much, but we have a few funny things to discuss. Yeah, we're going to discuss the state of uh, things and uh, the new Pete Davidson special. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude. And I did a Den of Thieves rewatch. Mm. And uh, as I mentioned, I watched She's All That. Mm. And that's about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> In.
Wow. I, I, I really appreciate you guys for, for giving me another chance on the show. What's happening, guys? It's me, Will Smith. Will, you're back. Yeah, man. I, What's wow. Up? What's up, bud? Are you filming Bad Boys 4 currently? I, I forgot that there was a third one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was on on the other day. I, I decided that I was going to have gay sex again. <laughs> oh, and, and that distracted me in this bit. Who did you have gay sex with, Will, if I may uh, pry into your private life for but a moment? Was it anyone Jeffrey on the Wall Jeffrey Dean Kings? Morgan, actually. Oh, it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan of uh, Walking Dead fame. Yeah, you know, since... Everything I've done in the last few years, aside from that tennis movie, has done poorly at the box office. Hmm. I decided to be on the latest Walking Dead spinoff because well, those they can't miss. Well, I think you should be even hard on yourself. I don't think that the tennis movie that you were in did well either. You just got an Oscar for it after you slapped Chris Rock in the face. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. You've heard it here first. Talking about the slap is out of the obits. It's back. I'm going to say that we've been, what, two years into the slap now? Yeah, it's, I'm back. Ba- it's back. We're talking about it. Chris Rock uh, still hasn't recovered. How funny would it be if the whoever is hosting the Oscars this year was to pop out and start doing slap bits? Hmm. I mean, Joe Coy would have been wise to like turn when he was fucking truly flailing and dying doing the Golden Globes last week. He should have thrown in some slap stuff. That was a really bad performance, and I only caught clips of it, but people were not being very kind to friend of the show, Joe Coy. I'm mm. not going to say friend of the show. Person on earth, more mm. than a friend of the show. <laughs> short, short, short. And speaking of Chris Rock, I saw the other day that the producers of Saw will not rule out a sequel to Spiral and possibly doing that as a TV series. For people who don't remember, Spiral is uh, the ninth entry in the Saw franchise that was written by Chris Rock, and it was very bad and almost derailed everything, and then they had to roar back with Saw 10 and bring back Jake Saw and write everything in the world. Well, the irritating part about that is that they just did a nice job with the 10th entry. Mm. Like, I thought that was a legitimately great Saw movie. Yeah, it was, and I'm sure they'll bring him back for the next one. They'll sneak in more backstory but this probably won't happen it's just like a headline they're like he's not ruling it out a sequel to spiral i want to rule it out here and now (laughs) this will never happen and if it does i'll make sure i shut it down you have (laughs) you have uh my promise on that folks what if i was in it then if i've been dying for you to get into the saw movies for years you would pass away from excitement if there was a fast <laughs> Saw crossover. <laughs> if, if they like rolled out another Saw, Saw 11 involves like Jigsaw training yet another apprentice mm-hmm. that just so happened to be portrayed by Vin Diesel, I would probably pass away from laughing so much. Vin is out of the car game and now he is a murderer. <laughs> hey. hey. Uh, I'm just trying to carry on the legacy. Fuck, he, him and Tobin Bell, I feel like they'd really work on screen together. Go even a layer deeper with this, and Tobin Bell is in the Paul Walker Ooh, role of yes. whatever Fast 11 will be. 
Brian failed his test. Yeah, exactly. I said, can you watch the kids for five movies in a row? And he, he failed. Fuck. I don't really have high hopes for the next Fast. No. I mean, they're going to try their darndest to bring it back to reality, but that fucking that franchise is already spinning into the cosmos. It's over. I don't think it even matters, though. They still made so much money. They need to make one more. I probably said this already. Make one more where, like, shit's really, <laughs> truly crazy. Mm. Where Vin's like, I gotta follow Jason Momoa's gay Joker character into outer space <laughs> and end this shit once and for all. I don't want to know, or I'd rather, I want to know rather, who who coached Jason Momoa into doing his character that way? Because I don't believe that it was fully written in that vein. Someone had a good point. Uh, ooh, Dave Chen on the Slash Filmcast, a fun movie pod, was talking about how Jason Momoa has clearly been given more free reign to like joke. Yes, and he's like. It's like, I feel like he's improving on all these sets and nobody's just, like shutting him down. Everyone's just like, hey, Jace, that was great. That was funny. Well done. And this is a comedy. Nice now. and tight. Nailed it. <laughs> and uh, he's gone too far. Yes. I used to be more in than I was. Didn't you get Aquaman 2 recently on the on this fire stick and you were very, very, very disappointed? I was a little let down. I was I hoping so. to come back to the fans with a real positive glowing review of Aquaman 2. But it was kind of just Aquaman 1, but again with some minor tweaks. And Didn't it cost two, like $299 trillion too? No, it bombed. It's the end of the DCEU. Um, er. James Gunn just flushing it all down the toilet and probably end up back over at Marvel mm. after he puts DC under. It is very funny that superhero movies are now dead, and he's the guy in charge of like the creating a whole new universe he's probably fucking yeah i don't i mean even the batman did the, how well did the batman perform pretty good not very well at all because that was released mid covid right so basically just like plopped onto max the one to watch for hbo i did a too soon rewatch of that mm. and killed it a little bit and then i waited a year and i watched it again and i was like okay this is a good one but walking out of the theater, I remember stupidly saying it was better than The Dark Knight. I remember saying, you're going to regret this. I did, I do. Yeah. It's good. I think it's got a lot of dudsy stuff and it's too long, but I, it's cool. It's a cool movie. I've been obsessively rewatching one stretch of The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Well, two, really, because the beginning. And then the scene where they're in the tunnel and he's on the motorcycle. Yes. And he's chasing after like some Bane sidecars and like the cops are going after him. And at one point the cop is like an older cop in a car with a younger cop and the younger cop's never seen Batman before. Mm. And it's just such a cool way they did it where like Batman flies by and the kids like, and like the lights all turned off and the kids like, what's happening? And the guy's like, you're in for a show tonight, son. Mm. And it's like, he's showing him the ropes. Yeah. And I, I, I got a kick out of that. It's and it, it's just, it's also awesome. Cause then they're like, duh, 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 kicks in. Hot score. That Zimmer score that I know you like so much. Yeah, I if, mean... It's a that's not the best entry of the mm. Christopher Nolan ones, but I mean they're they're all very watchable, yeah. like strong superhero movies, especially compared to like anything else. I think Dark Knight Rises is wildly underrated. People shit on it. Everybody mm. says they hate it. I think it's fun. It's got some stuff. It's got a lot of stuff actually. I just think it's like dumb, and it's it's a weird trilogy ender. 
It's tough to end trilogies. A lot of part threes are weird and unsatisfying. I can't think of a good part three. Mm-hmm. Rush Hour 3, I guess, is good. American Wedding? No. <laughs> That's actually one of the worst parts. That threes. might be the worst one of all, yeah. <laughs> the, the newer one, like American uh, Reunion, is funnier than American uh, Wedding. Guess what? I like go to bat for American Reunion. <laughs> I think You're a big American guy, period. I think that's like a really strong entry, and I look forward to the next one. They'll do like American nursing home or something in like five more years when Jason Biggs looks old enough to pass for a senior citizen. It'll be an American horror story spinoff <laughs> with Ryan Murphy directing and everybody kills each other. It'd be great. American pie horror story. What? It's, it's just like, I hate pie. I hate grata. This is tonally all over the place. <laughs> the American pie laughs with the Ryan Murphy... Uh, fucking gothic, whatever the fuck you even call that shit. We couldn't what? even get Evan Peters for this? What? He's too busy talking about Dahmer and how upsetting it was for him after it wrapped? Sarah Paulson said no. That fucking lesbian? She's a bitch. <laughs> Who stole that? Are you kidding me? Um, we gotta get Poop over here to play your N64. I was gonna say, I'm looking over at the N64. And folks, I wanted to break the fourth wall a little bit here and explain Ooh. myself today. I noticed this in the first half rapping that I've been a little off today. I've been stepping on hoops a little bit. Wow. I've been revved up. I think I had a little too much coffee earlier. That's number one. And number two, I'm anxious. Mm. Wildly so. These things are fine. And it's mm. good to talk about it. The fans are listening. The fans are listening. If you're, if you're listening out there, folks, this is not a bit. Um, lately, life is going well. Uh, business is good. Marriage is good. Friendships are good. The show is good. Family's healthy. All that stuff. And that's not an order of importance. But all things considered, life going great. Oh. And I think in times like these, for someone who grew up in a great environment like I did, but also like caused a lot of their own turmoil, caused any problems, shit that got in the way was on my own doing. I think when things are good, I get nervous because I'm like, oh, I'm going to fuck this up mm. or this is going to happen. Yeah. And I'm working on not manifesting negativity into my life. That's good. I feel like with most things, even just like talking about or addressing it, mm -hmm. you're like 50% towards like at least thinking about being better. I'm a psychologist. This is like an episode of Frasier suddenly. You're Frasier. I'm Roz. We're about to field calls. What's the, the line that he always says? I can't remember it. Uh, I can't either, but it's fucking strong. And guess what? He doesn't do it on the new iteration because he's not even hosting the radio show Contraction, they couldn't even give him the line. Fuck. Guess what? Well, uh, Niles, uh, you're here on the, the show. It's me, <laughs> Frazier. I well, fell Frasier. off a stage once. Frasier, I, I declined to return for this series because I, I saw the scripts and I thought they were shit, mate. David, uh, due to the very expensive nature of my divorce from my wife, Camille, yes. who is now on the Re Hell, Real Housewives, I myself must work until I'm dead. I've heard a... This is like four, fourth hand, but I've heard a story from someone who was like a PA or something on the set of one of Kelsey Grammer's endless shows he's done in the past 10 years that got canceled after a season or two. It mm. could have been like that one with Martin Lawrence or maybe Boss. What, like Down Periscope, Stars? the show? Yeah. <laughs> the series. But uh, they ta told a story about him. He's like a legendary drunk. 
and they. Oh went, yeah, that's factual for sure. They had to break into his uh, oh. dressing room once because they thought he was like potentially dead. Perhaps it was the third season of the Star's original boss. Did you just say that? I did. Damn it! it I was been. like, fucking fuck! <laughs> I thought I had it, and I was like listening to the levels. God damn it! That He's was bad. good. Scott's was funnier though. Back to this. You good? He's definitely a real drunk. That yeah. I know for 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 certain. And they said they busted the door down, and then he was passed out drunk and had clearly just masturbated all over himself, was the phrasing they used. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Now, Niles, I'm covered in jizz. I'm going to need you to clean it up. Forthwith, fetch my sherry. (laughs) I want to get drunk on sherry. Them having like a fancy wine while beating all over themselves drunk. So, you know, the Frasier stuff was a deflection, though. I must say, back to where I'm at. Mentally, when the show... We've been cooking with gas lately, and I like these Sunday shows. But today, I felt a little off. And a part of that is... That's why I'm doing this, because I think it's fun when we get real sometimes. And I don't know what I'm so anxious about. And it's like, you know, I'm stressed. I'm busy. I'm working, you know, reasonable hours this week, but typically not so. Mm. I just... To me, I am... Probably just need to, Lucy and I are going to go out to dinner, have a nice steak this evening. And I think I'll be able to just kind of like decompress a little bit, have a little little mm. dessert, relax. Mm. But the anxiety is high. Yeah. So if that comes across, folks, if you're really in tune with me, like I know Michael is, he's, he and I have been buddies since we were little. He's going to hear that. He's going to hear that first half and catch it and wonder what's mm. going on. And I'm telling you what's going on. It's anxiety. Mm. I mean, I get it. Wow. (laughs) Hank, I know you're anxious, but I would love to have gay sex with you right now. You know, Will brings up an interesting point. I think you might feel better if you had gay sex with Will Smith. My dick is really big, (laughs) so you're going to have to take. Ha ha. All right. That's it. That's all I had. I just wanted to say something about how I am an alleged gay. There's probably an episode of Red Table Talk where Jada Pinkett's like, Will Smith's DI is approximately (laughs) 2.15 inches. I feel like he's either hung like an animal or it's very ordinary due to his behavior. I honestly can't read it. Mm. Will, let us know. What happened to him being like the coolest guy on earth? He was the coolest guy on earth for a minute there. He decided to be the weirdest dude ever instead. Brad Pitt's hanging in. George Clooney's hanging in, I think, except for his really, really boring movies that you're going to talk about. Yes. Dazzling segue. I did watch the better part of George Clooney's latest directorial effort, The Boys in the Boat, which sounds boring, is boring. Mm. I went in with like, like, his shit's bad. I feel like we talked about this recently. But like it is. His last four movies, when you look at his IMDb, you'll be like, wait, what are these movies? George Clooney directed these? What are these? And he's way better when he stars in movies. He needs to go on the other side of the camera, stop directing these like flat-out slogs. This one, like, this is like a period piece about a rowing team in like the 50s or something. And it's not terrible, but it's just like, you know, the most average, just like, Based on a book, tear-jerking, underdog sports drama you've ever seen. I got to be honest with you. I can't think of a movie or concept of a movie that would bore me more than a 1950s period piece about rowers. Yeah. Rowing is a boring thing. This, yeah, this movie is not going to sway you. Although he does his best to make it as exciting as it can be. 
but yeah, this I'm not all the way through it, so I feel rude shitting on it, but I'm also fine with it, and it's... Will you finish it? Unlikely is what I will say, but I might. I'll probably finish it and like cry and be like, it's a fucking 4.5 out of 5. If you log it on Letterboxd, I will report you for fraud. Fuck. Okay, and now I have to finish it. Mm. But yeah, I entired that on the fire stick. I'm waiting for all these like juicy Academy Award nominated things to pop out. I want to watch poor things. I want to watch Anatomy of a Fall. Is Anatomy of Fall of a Fall like in another language? It is. Mm, lost me. Does that excite you? No, it does not. <laughs> I, I'm good for one foreign movie a year. Yeah, I, I feel like I haven't seen one in a bit. This will be my. I'll like get to post about it and be like, "Have you seen Anatomy of a Fall?" It's foreign, and I liked it, and I'm classy. I was remember being really excited when I enjoyed Parasite, because I was like, oh, good, I'm not dumb as fucking rocks. Yeah, it's sick when you can be like, have you seen the latest uh, subtitled award-winning masterwork? I felt that way about Saltburn, because it was like so LGBTQ plus oriented. I was like, all right, nice, I'm woke now. Mm. Like, I loved this movie, because a lot of guys who are straight would probably watch that and think another man drinking another man's like asshole water from a tub mm is weird and gross and it would put them off. But I was like, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in, into the Emerald city here. Mm. That's a good takeaway. This is interesting. Mm. And yeah, I will give it that. It wasn't boring. It definitely like stirs up conversation. I'm, I'm still leaning on the fact that I'm going to say, I really do think that Bo is afraid might be my new flick of the year. I know, I keep forgetting to finish that, but I'm like loving it also. I'm right at the part where I've gotten past it, but like I keep falling asleep. I just fall asleep watching everything. It's bad. But uh, that part when he's in the tub after all like the homeless people are in oh, his God. place. And he's just like relaxing in the tub. And then like through this like long shot, he pans up and realizes there's this guy like crouching above him, like 10 feet in the air about to fall on him as he's naked in a tubby. Him running out into the street nude after that is so fucking nuts. Yeah. And it's just people trying to kill him and everybody's screaming and the camera work is wild. Yeah, the movie really like works. I keep meaning to like put my phone in another room and finish it because it's a movie that like deserves that. I got lucky that I watched it on a plane. I thought that was well-timed on my part because I'm like, you're going to pay better attention. I always, when I watch movies on planes, I'm way more likely to enjoy them because your phone doesn't do as many things. Mm. It's like, yeah, you can do Instagram, but like you're not watching videos. That's what kills me. TikTok won't really work with a plane Wi-Fi. It just, it's not great. Mm. And you have one headphone for the movie. You can't have two headphones. So there's no like multiple screens really. Mm. So like if there's not a text actively coming in, your phone's kind of away. Which, like, the people who aren't addicted to their phones are listening to this and going, Jesus Christ, Hank. <laughs> like, just take a fucking hour, dude. They're like, just put it down. You're like, well, that'd be nice if that was an option. <laughs> but Sadly, the only times I'm not on my phone a ton are, like, half of driving, knock wood. Um, at work, I'm not that bad. It's very easy to do. You need to, like, legit yeah. make a point to do it. Because otherwise, I don't know how anyone does anything. It's really like really pisses Lucy off. So like when we go out to dinner, I put it away because mm. I have to. Because otherwise, I like take a couple of photos, whatever, and then I'm done. But like if I have my phone out, 
It's just like, I'm going to be literally going through my Amazon orders, just seeing what's left to deliver, there's just no, to have something on. Yeah, there's no way to not get mad at someone when you like look up and you like need a response or something. And it's just someone staring at a thing. Like, yes. You're going to get mad. <laughs> it's just a thing that's oh, going to happen. infuriating. Yeah, it's like, what, what's going on in there? What are you even looking at? I have that happen on a small, a much smaller scale, but I... I'm going to say this on the air too. I'm revealing a lot about myself tonight. Ooh. I have a very bad addiction to my phone hmm. and it definitely pisses Lucy off a lot. And I bet you if I told her I was going to get a flip phone, she'd like do a, a jump for joy. Yeah. Because when I get home, I'm like, say I had eight sessions in a row and now I'm dealing with all the other trainers renting space in the gyms, which is awesome. It's That's why I'm anxious is like, I've reached where I want it to be in terms of like step one of my life goals, like mm. whatever, if we'll call it step six of 600, mm. but it's, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. And now it's like, okay, I, my typical day is it zaps me, man. So when I get home, I feel like my, I just ran through the Boa's Afraid naked outside scene. I mm. really feel like I'm like unplugging myself from that. And part of that is like staring at TikTok where you don't need your brain anymore. Mm. Your brain is just on pause. Yeah. That's the appeal of the phone addiction. Yeah. And yeah, you can lose like whole bunches of time just looking at whatever. There's a lot going on in there. I am fully incapable, or at least I've been so in the past, of deleting the app and not bringing it back to for TikTok. And then what, what I do when I have no TikTok is I just go on Instagram and look at the reels, which are just TikToks next week mm. or whatever, last week. It's bad when you're on Instagram so much. You're like watching people's stories. It's like they posted this 33 seconds ago. Like I'm a fucking dope. I'm on this too much. You're following along with like their monologue that they're posting in real time. Mm. It's like at least if you were live, I'm, I'm joining into something. Yeah. You feel like a herb for being on it too much. You really do. I'm I'm glued. And it, that's the thing. It's It's about that escape. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. So for me, it's like, what, I take like a fucking little CBD and I, you know, that doesn't have a psychoactive effect. Mm. There's nothing there. That's yeah. like the same thing as a non-alcoholic beer. Like there's nothing. So it's like, I'm in my fucking brain. And for the sober listeners, Monty's sober, Sean is sober. I don't know who else is sober that's listening. Hi guys. For the sober listeners, you are just dialed into life. The appeal of weed, the appeal of alcohol is that you can kind of like put everything on mute Sometimes you can have like a bender of a weekend and you're really like, it's the equivalent of like staring into TikTok for three hours, but times a thousand. Mm. You feel nothing. Yeah. It's, I don't have that. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm. It's a tall order. I feel like I had a thing and I just forgot it. I'm like desperately trying to remember it because it was dope. You had a good thing? But keep going. I, I don't know. It's, and it's not that like sobriety is not new for me. I've, been doing this 16 years this summer it'll have been 16 years in june i guess or it'll be good for you knock wood all things considered god willing oh yeah but there are times where it feels harder than others i think the holidays for me are particularly challenging i'm mm. kind of a, a scrooge or a grinch whatever and then when the holidays are over it's almost like i crash emotionally from how tight tense i was from basically november to january 3rd because then it's not happy new year anymore oh, yeah they had that Monday last week was like the 
statistical like blue monday whatever they call it yeah. it's like the day where like everyone's just like you know what i hate everything and i'm falling apart <laughs> well especially in new england too because like we've had awful weather the last like six weeks mm. we've had like two significant enough snowstorms not blizzards or anything but like inconvenient level snowstorms maybe three actually if you count the one from the other day that i drove in and almost friggin had a heart attack just because i hate driving the snow mm. And you'd wake up in the morning, it's still dark. You look outside, it's gray from the snow that's still on the ground. Mm. Even like we got some melting and then my basement almost flooded again. Luckily, Lucy caught it. We were able to get the sump pump prepared and there was no damage. But like, there's something about this time of year that fucks me up. Yeah. And I think that's a common thing. I think a lot of people feel that way. And it's, we're also older and we have busy lives. Yes. And we don't, like you and I were just discussing, we don't necessarily have an outlet to, this is why people get therapists, this is why I've had a therapist and probably should bring him back. <laughs> but like, I have like things I haven't fully processed yet. And like, there's only so many things that you can bring up to your wife over and over and over again mm. and have them not be like, we did this, you're good. I've given you my entire take on it. You need to let it go in mm. nicer terms. Lucy's much more tactful than I am, but yeah. I don't know. It's like a combination of work and life stuff that just has me like a fucking like my chest and like my fucking heart gets all tight and then feels like it's coming up your throat, you know, where you're like, I'll catch myself just going. Oh, yeah. Multiple, multiple times an hour even. I get it. I do the same thing where it's just like, I'm fun. I don't complain about like this or that. Like, and then you just have like a, yeah, you have, you're like gasping for yes. Like, <gasps> like what? What am I? This is the thing that I'll even coach because I don't do tons of the life coach mental shit as a trainer. That's not my mo. But I do have a bit of a grasp on the personal side of it. And the the way that I'll spin it with people is most guys and girls go through life not taking proper lung filling nourishing breaths. They're just doing like little shallow anxiety inducing barely stay alive oxygen gasps mm. whereas if you fill your lungs and then you empty your lungs and then you fill them again there's an it slows your heart rate down i wake up every day with a good <gasps> it's like, a... like you're coming out of a, like a horror movie nightmare <laughs> yes like we're up okay life it's... isn't even all that bad it really isn't there's a lot of stuff that's great about it. And I'm not even that depressed anymore. I finished that TMS magnet therapy mm. for the third goddamn time in two years. But even still, I don't feel... It's like I can't quantify how I feel right now. And that's probably what's jazzing me up about it. Because I don't know what this is. It's like mm. I'm excited, but I'm worried at mm. the same time. Mm. No, it sounds relatable. Mm. I'm like, I feel like everyone's going through this to one extent or another. I think why I'm bringing this up is because it's relatable, number one, and number two, because I think we should discuss this type of shit more. You and I in particular, we come down, mm. our relationship is almost like we own a company together now. We're like, we have this mm. like, we'll be going to talk about a movie and we're not on the show and we'll go, let's save that. Mm. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't like, and this is me who always says it too. It's like, we can't even like have a, like, it's like we have this professional thing that we do that's sort of like a boundary for the rest of life. And like, we don't 
I'm, I'm me. I'm blaming myself primarily for this. It's like I don't let my hair down, even when I'm with you. I'm like, we're like, okay, we have this thing that we take seriously. And we're gonna do it. And we're gonna do it this time. It's mm. gonna be this format. We're putting it in this order. Boom. It's got to be good. If it's not good, I'm gonna beat myself the fuck up about it. I'm gonna come upstairs and ha- make my anxiety even worse because I don't feel like the first fucking half was funny mm. and like. Who gives a fuck? Mm. We're not being paid by Barstool. We're not on Sirius XM. The people that are listening to the show are our friends for the most part, although they're in 11 countries, so we've got friends everywhere. Hey team, what up Slovakia? I think if you're at this point, if you're an hour into the show, I love you, I don't give a fuck. Mm. And I think you love us too. I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. But you and I need to deepen it again. Mm. Like when you have gay sex. (laughs) Well, we're gonna get there. No, I, that's the thing that I'm bad at. I'm mm. bad at like bringing up stuff because, uh, you know, like there's, yeah. What's going on with you right now? Give us something. I feel I'm like, like I'm, I feel like I'm like laying across the table nude and you're putting on more layers and you're like, you're good, man. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I'm going <laughs> to use this jacket. I'm bundling up. Give me something. What's going on? I mean, Talk to me. I'll be vague about it, but yeah, the, I've had some personal issues with mm. some family members okay. and yeah, it's bad. And I don't talk about it a lot because it makes me very sad. And what is, what happens when you feel sad? Like, where do you go? Um... It's okay. I'm like thinking about this. When I get to rehab the second time, Mm. Michael Herbert, who's a wonderful therapist and a brilliant dude and one of the coolest guys I've ever met, he said to me, How does that make you feel? And like that, it's funny, like that's a therapy thing. But he was like, No, no, no. And I said, I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like I have anxiety or something. He's like, anxiety is not a feeling, it's like a reaction. Da-da-da. I couldn't like what you're doing right now, same thing. Mm. I was like a blank slate. Like I couldn't quantify where I'm at and I still struggle with it. Mm. So when I ask you, what happens when you get sad? Are you experiencing that in this moment? Um, not really. Good. But yeah, you know, it's tough to get into such stuff. Do you feel like getting vulnerable with anybody is hard because you're afraid of like how people will take it or respond? Like they won't like, because you're you're like me, you're a people pleaser. You want people to get a kick out of you and have a good time, and you don't want. Mm. You're also very independent. You don't want to burden anybody. It's a lot of that. Yes. I'm like, I don't want to be a father. Right. So. And then you yeah. wonder where does that come from? Mm. That's something to examine. It's fair. I'm like about to have a will hunting. It's not your fault. Breakdown. <laughs> I gotta be. I gotta be perfect honest with you. I was hope, <laughs> I was hoping I could get a tear or two. I mean, you could get me there. This is like, we were watching Titanic last night. That made you cry? Actually, don't tell me. Did you say it? You said it, kind of. I didn't hear him, though. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play the music. Mm. How about this? Not just for Titanic, folks. We're going to play the Did the Scotty Cry game. Here's here's the real question. Did I almost just make Scotty cry right now? Mm. And I'm going to say, I I got my answer locked in. I'll give you guys another second. Did Mm. I just make, did I get Scotty close to tears right now with my little monologue? Take a second. (laughs) I know my answer, folks. Okay. Right. Wrapping up. I'm going to say you were close. So yes, the answer is you almost cried just now. 
a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Correct. Nailed it. Yes. I'm back on top. I missed last week. I forget what I whiffed on, but Hmm. I had a feeling. It's a hair trigger, folks. I mean, you put on like, uh, we watched Zookeeper the other night. I'm like, I might, I could cry at this. Well, like, it's a good dream. <laughs> and you're like, ah, ha, 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 Fuck, Kevin James is so good with these talking animals. <laughs> I'm quote, I was just quoting, we bought a zoo, actually. I apologize. Dif- wrong zoo movie. My wires got crossed. I mean, I should have done a double feature of both zoo movies. I feel like they came out around the same time, too. They Dante's peaked each other with the stupidest premise on the planet. Like, yeah, let's get a bunch of animals in cages, dude. You got your lions. Boom. Matt Damon. Boom. Bing. Boom. Um, I did want to mention mm. just uh, we're pivoting from talking about very serious things to Zookeeper, the Kevin James like 2011 vehicle. Classic us. Uh, Dan repeatedly kept saying, this is my favorite movie. About Zookeeper? Yes. And uh, what's going on, Dan? What's up with that? He's a big Kevin James head. It's, okay, he's one of his favorites. Big King of Queens guy. I like Kevin James a lot too. He's just a guy. He is. He's very. He's a guy's guy, and his movies are the little underdogs. You're like, ah, fuck. He barely even tried for this. This is probably how it would look if I made a movie. Him kind of getting guy. in shape for Here Comes the Boom. Mm. <laughs> that was inspiring. Yes, a movie that Dan is in, folks. Oh. He's in that film. He plays a high schooler in a band scene. He acts opposite Henry Winkler. I was going to say, is he the boom? (laughs) He's the boom. And here he comes. The titular boom. Wow. Next time I see Dan, I'm going to introduce him as of Here Comes the Boom fame. Yeah. Visionary actor. (laughs) Dan Hall. Dan Hall. I forgot his last name. Sorry, Dan. You're good. Um, I wanted to say puke night. Dan puke night. What is puke night, by the way, while we're doing Dan stuff? Back when he was a drinker, he's a sober man now, much like yourself. Oh, no. And friends of the show. He um, He's a big puker. And really? I guess he had a night where he puked like a crazy amount of times in a bunch of bad locations. Oh, no. He became somewhat legendary, and that's why he has that uh, screen name. I am glad that he is not drinking anymore then. Mm. That's a special kind of drunk, the mm. puke everywhere drunk, because that's tough. I was a piss your pants drunk, yes. which to me is way classier. <sighs> I mean, it's one of the greats. That fountain of piss coming out of my pants when I had that party that time. Oh, my God. That pish. When and you it- look back at it and you like wake up, like the time you guys had to strap me against the toilet in the bathroom at Joey's, and I woke up and it was like 583 in the morning, and I was like, my hands, they, I wasn't like tied, but I was like kind of leaned up. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I'm on a bathroom floor. <laughs> and like my pants, I had cargo shorts on and they were just soaked. Yeah. That's how people wake up in Saw movies. Yeah. It's like I'm fucking chained to a toilet. I, uh... That was also early June and it was my sister's high school graduation. And Kat, if you're listening, I know you're listening on your way to work. I apologize for this. I literally was like hammered drunk still, got in my car and drove home, which to me, I was like, oh, the sun's up. It's cool. Drove home and I was so hungover that I don't think I left the house for three days. Oh, a good three. 
I remember it because like Cod at one point came and visited me. He literally like swung by like I was a sick person. Yeah, like I'm here to check on you. He came and he had like something else going on in his life. We like had, Cod and I had one of like, one of six of our many in our life lifetime of friendship, uh, deep mm. conversations like you and I just shared mm. on the air for everybody. But mm. I remember it, it was like I was in, on day two of this epic hangover. And I don't use the word epic like people do. This was actually epic. Like it was non-ending it was 72 hours of like stomach pain crippling headache nausea weak my whole body felt weak mm. because that was the grain night where like we drank a bunch of scorpion bowls which is sugar city and then i we ended up back at joey's and i was duped into drinking a red solo cup filled with grain alcohol which for those that don't know would be the equivalent of about 10 shots of vodka if, if my math is correct. And by duped, Ryan means he was handed a drink and drank it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the duping process. Also, Sean, if you're listening, make me a sound drop of you saying, you and me, Ank, shots of grain. Yes. Yeah, that was wild. I remember, I wasn't part of the, like, let's do this team. I remember being like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what? In all fairness, I should have just been taken to South Shore Hospital. Mm. I had 100% that's alcohol poisoning. I mean, you drank a crazy amount of alcohol. So if one were to get poisoned. It was, it was, and we looked back at that. And I, like a month later when I was getting that same type of close to at least that type of drunk again, laughing about the grain night, like, oh, it was mm. hilarious, guys. It's like, that's not funny, dude. Mm. It's kind of funny now that I have 15 plus years of sobriety but in the moment, like I easily, easily could have choked on my own vomit, which wasn't really a thing that I did I, for whatever reason. I think it's because Will Smith and I have had so much gay sex that yes. I don't have a gag reflex. Aha. Wow. But no, there's that. Luckily, I didn't throw up, right? Mm. Or luckily, I didn't bash my head. Because like I fell down the stairs sober at my house. The fact that I never fell down the stairs drunk is astounding to me. Mm. Maybe I did, and I just never fell the way that I did here. But you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a million different things that could have happened. And there's reasons like this is why I believe in God. Mm. That's where I'm going with this. You're a God guy. This is a huge reveal. I'm revealing on air that I'm a God guy. I've been in secret talking about God and praying and stuff with Monty on the side. What? I pray a lot. I pray every day. This is not a bit. This is is fun. (laughs) And I believe that there is a greater purpose on some level for me. And maybe I'm already achieving it. I don't know. But like, I almost died multiple times it's true you have skirted death like uh the lead in a final destination movie all these years like when we got in the car accident in the mustang there you weren't there but that time Mm. was very close i had a couple of my own car accidents that were pretty bad i had all those years of drinking and drug use like the the like opiates and the passing out like i lived through all of it Mm. if there is a god which i believe now that there is they, he, she, whoever mm. is intervening in my life, divine intervention, and doing something there behind the scenes. I mean, there's something out there pulling right. the strings. I like the idea of something out there. I don't know what I believe in, but I believe in something. I imagine you believing in like a cartoon version of heaven mm. where like you get up there and they're like, hey, Scott, welcome. <laughs> and they throw like a duffel bag full of weed at you. Delightful. And I'm just like floating around. Yeah, I'm just having a goo. Having a high noon. I don't even notice I'm in heaven. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like, kinda. That's uh that's how I picture it. That's I don't know what I believe point. in terms of the afterlife, 
but I spent a long portion of my life as a kid, especially fighting it. And cause I grew up Catholic and then I never got confirmed. And I was always the guy who was like, there is no God. I'm not going to get confirmed. Mm. You know, like that asshole, that like self-exploration. Mm. It is tough to like, you know, believe in something and go on the books with it. It's yeah. very easy for everyone to be like fucking <clears throat> like cool dude. Right. But I mean, you gotta do, you gotta believe in something. I feel it would be ignorant to just flat out say, as if I know, I don't want to say I'm agnostic, because to me that's like a step away from atheist. I believe in God, I do. I don't know how or what God is, but I believe that there is a force greater than me in the universe in general, and I don't think it's fucking science. I think science exists, but that's not all it is. Yeah. I don't like practice any religions, and I'd feel silly being like, I'm like this one. But I'd feel even sillier being like, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in it. I feel like that's just like the lamest thing to be. It's just like, yeah, fucking. Uh. Yeah, to me, I, I don't f- know. I feel like saying that you don't believe in anything and that you're an atheist is like a cool guy in the 90s, kind of, or like a young 14 year old in the 90s trying to sound edgy. Mm. Like, I'm an atheist. Like, shut up. Yeah, it's the easiest thing to just be like, you know what? Fucking. Monty. This is listed as nope, not that's not the one I wanted. Take us to church, Monty. I'm put, trying to find like religious music here. And then Lord said, "I want to be like a preacher. I'm gonna start preaching." Like a black preacher? Yes. Should I do blackface? Will people get mad? I don't see why they would. Do you think I'd go to hell if I did blackface and became a preacher? Um. I was Monty. On, <laughs> I was on like BET Plus as like. Preacher Scotty. It's a shame somebody decided that that painting your face to look like a different race was a problem because those are some of the funniest things. Mm. And it's like, why don't we just let black people paint their faces to be white a lot until we can bring it back in? Like if we do enough white chicks, maybe we'll be able to sneak by with like Jimmy Kimmel painting himself to look like Kobe Bryant or whatever that bit that he got canceled for was. Mm. Um, yes. I don't know the reason I'm going off about my own my own brain and my personal life. I wasn't able to find church music just now either, which is super annoying. The Apple Music selection for church music is terrible. Church, ah, uh, church. The I didn't really watch anything this week. I watched, I rewatched. She's all that. <laughs> and is it still a classic? It is. Okay, good. Matthew Lillard is super annoying in it, and also strong, and workish, and. Possibly snubbed of a Best Supporting Actor nod. For what? <sighs> For Best Dude Ever. Paul Walker's in there. Rachel Lee Cook, who I follow on Instagram, and she still looks great. She really aged well, yeah. Mm. Paul Walker, too. He looks awesome. He does. He looks like a million bucks. Mm. He's still all that. What else did you watch? The Pete Davidson special, the new oh, one on Netflix. I, I believe it's called uh, like something Turbo Fonzarelli. It's called fucking... It's bad. Uh, <laughs> it's very bad. Tell me the kind of bits he's uh, rolling out there with. He Is does it... a whole bit about having sex with his own mother. Oh. Which you'd think, as a gross guy who likes to say the shocking thing, would be up my alley. Mm. It wasn't. Okay. Because it wasn't funny. Yeah. I think if you're going to do something super disgusting and horrifying... And like, you know, about a family member on like the group text or whatever, it's fine. But he comes out on stage and he's like, oh, my mom's like been single uh, since 9-11 when my dad died. And, you know, uh, 
It's like, we know, P. I, I, I think I'm just going to fuck her because, like, she's lonely. Hmm. And it gets, like, a bit of a crowd pop. And I'm just like, hmm. It made me uncomfortable watching it with Lucy. I was like, ugh. Mm. Like, I'm like I was like I'm not laughing are you laughing <laughs> like I don't know it just it doesn't fucking work I like the idea like he's you know obviously with like all the dopest babes on earth he's gone so far into that he's just like like should I fuck my mom <laughs> like, he's yeah probably... he's he's reached Eddie Murphy territory he's like I'm just gonna pick up a dude in this limousine because I got nothing else left yeah he's like I don't even know how to like get back to <laughs> right to, uh you know he doesn't even know where his baseline is, is yes, what you're trying to say. That's good. Because he's gotten so much ass that it's just like, there's guys that go their whole lives without even touching a woman like he would forget about on a Wednesday. Yeah. So I think for him, he's just, there's nothing left. He's like, I don't even know what to do, where to go. It's like, yeah, I wanted to fuck Kim Kardashian. I had sex with her, Kate Beckinsale, just like every it girl and like every new 20-something 10 that's on the entire Hollywood A-list or like C-list, whatever. He's someone who probably should be depressed because he's seen and done it all. And he's just like, fuck, didn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> didn't take. I think I oh, feel man. that way sometimes where it's like, if you had told me I would be in this great marriage with a person that I consider my best friend and like have my buddies and like get to do the pod like we do so much and That's sweet. have my business and like so many things are working out perfectly. And if you told me when I was 29 and like, what am I going to do? Like I should move to LA. I'm <laughs> I'm depressed, whatever. Mm. If you told me then that this is what it was going to be like, I would have breathed a sigh of relief. I would have said, oh, then in that moment, I'll be happy. Mm. And I would have thought the amount of money that I'm making, like if you, like the stuff that I am I can afford to buy myself now is, is something that like I would have been like, oh, if you could get those things, of course you'll be happy. Mm. And I'm not unhappy. No. But my point is, is like I still can feel a lot of the same ways that I feel. So I think mm. that's why I've always kind of not wanted to shit on Pete Davidson all the way. There's always like a little bit in the back of my brain that like can relate to that on some level, mm. that weird mental health thing of like, I'm feeling weird. I'm going to get a hundred tattoos mm. like, or whatever. Like he and I, I think would see eye to eye on a bunch of stuff. Hey dude. Whether I, whether I want to admit that or not, because yeah. you know, he's not everybody's favorite comedian for sure. I mean, I like him as a guy. Mm. He's like an interesting case study. I feel like the biopic they make about him at some point will probably be a masterpiece. I think that there's a lot no. there. Pardon? There's, yeah. as, a, as a dude. I'm fascinated with the fact that women are obsessed with him. Mm. I'm wondering what that's about. Yeah. I think it's really just like the Man Hands episode of Seinfeld where like you get behind the wall of the one attractive woman and the rest fall. Mm. It's as simple as that. They, it's like they know. Yeah. They're like, wait, what's up with this? Anytime you have one woman, more women are going to be more interested in you. It's just that nobody wants the guy who's just like, oh, it's so hard being single when you're such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I guess women just don't like nice guys anymore. The fuck? There's literally nothing worse. For those listening, if you identify yourself as a nice guy and you've said something like this at any point, there's nothing worse that you can do for getting ass. Is mm. pretending that you're a nice guy because that's the reality of a quote-unquote nice guy they're not a nice guy mm. underneath that is is a jealous angry fucking powder keg of emotion mm. those you know who i'm talking about the like uh. smiling through their tears type of dudes that you and i maybe have cosplayed as but are not well that's good and yes um what else i'm trying to think of anything else that we watched as a goof <laughs> 
I keep waiting for real movies to show up on this streaming. Ser- oh, I, I finished Fargo season five. Is it worth finishing? It's good. Yeah. Especially, uh, I'll do my Fargo rundown real quick. It's a show that like when they first announced it, I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. No Coen brothers. This is dog shit. First season was like surprisingly good. Season two is one of the best seasons of anything I've ever seen. I recommend just watching that if you've never seen any of these. You like two better than one? Way better. Two is like a fucking grand slam. I don't think I ever gave... I think I I gave up on it. I love two. It heats up in the middle, right? It heats up so much. It's okay. like insane. And then three was a mixed bag. The one with the twin Ewan McGregor's. It's got some stuff. I don't know if you watched that one. I don't. I didn't watch any of them but the first. Oh, okay. Admittedly. And then season four was the Chris Rock season and it was horrible. Is the second one Jesse Plemons? Yes. Is he in the first one too? No. Gotcha. Second one's Jesse Plemons and um, his his wife, Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yep. Where they met. Power couple. Gotcha. But yeah, in the new season, it's one of the good ones. It's okay. like a return to form after a week three and a flat out awful season four. John Hamm with nipple piercings. Yeah. It's like a bad guy. And I, I think he kind of nails it. I've never seen him in like evil mode. He's good. Mm. He's normally just like uh, cigarettes. I have a big DI. He's either the like makes the role or makes the project or he's pointless entirely. Mm. Like he's phenomenal in the newest season of uh, The Morning Show, which I will ride for until I'm dead. Are you telling me John Hamm is on The Morning Show now? Yeah, and it's great. Interesting. I oh, know, yeah. I know your boy Billy Crudup won Best Supporting Actor at the Emmys. Did he? For his... Uh, his role that's beautiful i actually didn't know that he did that makes me really happy mm. he's so good in it it's so fucking awesome I, it's, I it's the best show on television now that uh, better call Saul is gone it's the best mm. show on tv i mean a lot of not a lot of people talk about it but i, I do want to get in there it's just at this point they're on like season three and so bad at watching stuff rip through it i should just catch up man the next season's going to be a hot one. I guarantee you'll yeah. like it if you got, just got to chill. I guarantee yeah. you'll like it if you give it a fair shake. Give I mean, it a fair shake. Like actually watch three episodes and then tell me what you think. Okay. All right. I'll do this as like a, a bit for the show. Do it. For those that haven't seen it, Morning Show is a Jennifer Aniston vehicle uh, on the uh, Apple TV, Apple Plus. So it's definitely worth watching. I like the aspect that Evidently, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon hate each other in real life, so they won't, they apparently, like, refuse to do scenes together, like Vin Diesel on The Rock, but they're, like, the two leads of the show, so sometimes they have to. That's wild. And they're supposedly, like, they, you know, use digital trickery. A lot of people are like, I don't think they're even in the same room together for this one scene that they do together this season. I wonder why they hate each other. Is it over a dude? Could be. I mean, over like Justin Theroux or something? What's going on there? That'd be sick if it was Entirely like possible. Theroux. Justin Theroux was an American psycho with Reese Witherspoon. There could be a history there. Huh? Okay. This is how you do Hollywood math. Hank's stirring up some hot goss. You know what? I, I was involved too. I had gay sex with Justin Theroux. Oh, and and then he told Jennifer about it. And I was like, Justin, that's my secret to tell. And Reese Witherspoon <laughs> took his side. And that's why it happened. And then you slapped Ryan Philippe. I did. At uh, the People's Choice Awards. It was at the premiere of his USA show, Shooter, 
that was a Mark Wahlberg movie, but they couldn't get Mark Wahlberg, so they cast Ryan Phillippe on the last gasp of his career after he got in trouble <laughs> for beating up his girlfriend after Reese Witherspoon divorced him. Ha ha! Well, that all checks out. That's exactly Scott's what Scott's having a... <laughs> for those curious. It smells like paint down here in the chill zone. I spray-painted a... Um, a uh, sump pump pipe <laughs> plosives, and uh, it's we're basically sealed in mm. with no wind because I don't I forgot how to remove the blinds to open the windows, and I have to mm. talk to my client David from the blind side who did the blinds for me in order to remember how to do it because I don't want to break them. So in, until then, and it's ten degrees outside because mm. Boston stinks. I like the idea of like. We basically poisoned ourselves, breathing sure these did. fumes in to the point where we talked about serious things for maybe the first time in 240 episodes. We're on episode 240. This is the first time we've <laughs> talked about... I mean, I suppose when Baby Elvis, we thought he escaped, that was real for a few minutes. That's true. That was a hot second half, too, if, mm. if memory serves. I remember coming in hot with that. Mm. Yeah, that was... I'm feeling good about this half of the show. It's good. This feels like... It, this is us. Mm. Starring... My Reese Witherspoon or whoever the fuck was on that show. Mandy Moore. Mandy, you buddy. You fucking fat fuck. All's I know. <laughs> but yes, this was good. Mm. And I'm trying to think of any else. I could wear shorts year round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough serious stuff. Um, Back to shorts. That's pretty much all we've watched. All I've watched. Mm. Should we? Is that enough or do you want to? That Talk more like about enough. your feelings. See if we can get you to cry. I mean, if I if I divulged further, it would it would be dangerous. You just weeping uncontrollably would have been really funny. See, that's like the fans probably like the idea of me crying watching movies because it's like it's fun in an abstract kind of way. It's like oh, mm. this guy crying in movies is kind of amusing. If they heard me cry, they they'd be out on the. Bed. You don't think they'd think it was funny anymore? No, mm. they'd be like, wow, he's a bad crier. <laughs> Like, this is bad. I I've, can't believe he put this out. I've never seen you have, like, a legit cry. Are you mm. like a... <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Oh, man. <laughs> I kind of need it now. You know me, though. I like to watch a car accident, so... I'm like, I let, gotta go. Let her rip. <laughs> I mean... It's not your fault. Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? Frank. Um, That's enough, right? I think that's enough. All right. Fans, thanks for uh, joining us on this emotional journey. Mm. One of these days, we're going to become real dudes on Earth. What if this is as good as it gets? Wow. I guess that's a good one to end on. It is. And uh, where can the fans find you this week, Scott? Ooh, why don't you listen to the South Shore Boys podcast? We had uh, Jimmy Cash on for our next episode. They'll be coming on in a few days. It was a hot I one. thought he was dead. What? Fucking you fucking rascal. Fucking home run, Ankner. We also had Will Noonan, a bunch of fun guests on recently. We'll have Ank back on at some point when oh, our wow. schedules will align. Tell Folks. the boys to do it on a different day. Yeah, we should. It's just, there's, everyone's so busy. I know. Saturdays, unfortunately, have become my busiest day. That's segue right into my plug for ankfit.com. I'm full, but my trainers are not. We're trying to book up everybody. We have a jujitsu instructor now. That's my promo. If you want private jujitsu lessons, come to ankfit, ankfit.com. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I might be in on that. But yeah, busy. Yesterday was like one of the busiest days of my life. 
it's fucked up when I need like cool down time. I need yeah. like hours where I can just like lie down upside down looking at my phone. It's fucked up. Now we're back to phone stuff. Am I we're still talking? F- we're phoned out. Go yeah. home right now and get some of that time in. That's what I'm going to do before Lucy and I go have too much food to eat. I mean, it sounds good. We're all going to figure it out. And folks, we'll be here. And thank you for listening. And follow me at Skip Season. Listen to South Shore Boys. Follow us on all the things. And K-N-E-R. Ankfit.com. Folks, why don't you go ahead and have a go? Listen, buddy, I gotta go. Thank you. Monty, if you're still listening, I found a way that we can fix your hands. <gasps> For real? Don't, don't forget. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit give up. Bye.